0: Welcome to First Line. My name is Aubrey Ann Jackson, and I am a student doctor in my last year of medical school. First Line covers tangible ways to improve your health, how to succeed in medical school, and various topics in healthcare, including mental health, all while holistically addressing the whole person. This episode is for medical students mostly, but maybe. Pretty helpful for students in other health professions. This may also be helpful for pre meds and really anyone that has to write a personal statement, but I will talk a lot about specifics that may only apply to. medical school personal statement. So whether you're a third-year student, a rising fourth-year student, or you're a little bit earlier in your medical school journey, this is really good to start thinking about. It's never really too early to think about this. I know a lot of students that wait until the last minute to start crafting their personal statement, and I think that is the biggest mistake that you could possibly make when thinking about applying to residency positions via the match. If you haven't heard some of my other recent episodes, I recently matched at a fantastic program in psychiatry, an academically affiliated program um, in an ideal location near where my family lives, and I really do credit my personal statement for being a major asset to my application. So, That's the standpoint that I'm coming from. I was just in your shoes a year or a few years ago if you're a medical student. So I'm really sharing these tips from experience and from very recent experience. I have also been helping other students with drafting their personal statement. I do have a service on Fiverr that you can find more details of in the link In one of my more recent episodes, including this one, as well as on my social media pages. So, the personal statement is, I would say, the most important part of your application. The personal statement is also uniquely, probably, the only part of your application that you have real control over. So, think about it. You can't really do anything later in the game. If you're a third-year or a rising fourth-year student, there's nothing you can do about board scores you've already received from the USMLE or COMLEX. And there's not really much you can change about the quality or the quantity of the experience you've had like research, volunteering, or leadership unless you want to obtain new experiences with, with the limited amount of time you have. But the personal statement is something you have complete control over. To just illustrate how important personal statements are, I'm going to share a little bit of data from the 2021 Program Director Survey. At the time that I'm recording this, there hasn't been a more recent survey of this done, but and I would argue that personal statements are only going to get more important as we move into pass-fail for the level one and step one exams. So across all specialties, the 2021 program director survey cited that the personal statement was more important than volunteering extracurricular experiences, awards and honors, the prestige of your medical school, and research experiences. That's big because a lot of a lot of these are factors that medical students really obsess over and want to make sure that they put in a lot of time to get these experiences but actually the the personal statement is even more important across all specialties and there's a few specialties that the survey cited that the personal statement was more important than USMLE or COMLEX scores and your school grades for applicants applying to specialties such as child neurology, family medicine, neurosurgery, PM&R, psychiatry, and vascular surgery. And again, now that level one and step one are past fill many more specialties are likely to join the ranks of these specialties that look more at the personal statement for a more holistic review process. Many students, unfortunately, overlook this important element of the application. It's often said, and you may have heard this before, that 90% of personal statements don't matter at all. They don't help you, and they also don't hurt you, and then 5% of personal statements are so poorly written or borderline obnoxious that it can hurt your application. So hopefully no one falls into that category, but it's said that this is 5% of personal statements, probably because they never had a second pair of eyes look over it. And then there's this 5% of personal statements that actually help the applicant. And you're probably thinking that these are the applicants who have an incredible background of overcoming adversity to become top of their class, or the applicants that are former English majors who incorporate poetic linguistics to make them stand out. But I am just here to say that this is not true. Everyone should be working towards a personal statement that is unique and showcases who you are in a way that greatly helps your application. That is attainable for anyone. Again, you have power over your personal statement. It is based off of how much time and effort you put towards it. The strong personal statements that set you apart should not make up 5%. This really should be 100% of people. But the reason why it isn't 100% of people is because many schools don't place an emphasis on crafting a solid statement. They don't provide enough of that support and many students don't know how to improve their statement or aren't willing to put in the time maybe you waited too long into the season and now you're busy with away rotations and actually putting together your eras application that you feel like you don't have time especially with the personal statement you need time to write then you need time to Walk away from it for a little bit and then come back to it with a fresh perspective and edit it and do that several times in different cycles because this is so different than everything else in medical school. To just sit down and crank out six hours working on a personal statement is probably not going to be effective. And then some students have a fixed mindset that they aren't a good writer from the start. Or they don't have this crazy story about how they decided on their special deed. Maybe they didn't have that aha moment. So then they feel like there's only so much they can do. But I would encourage you to have more of a growth mindset. There's a lot that you can do to improve your personal statement. And part of that is putting in a lot of time and a lot of work and then investing time, energy, maybe money, into perfecting it and using professional services or reaching out to mentors in order to strengthen your personal statement. So you're going to need some direction that I'll provide in this episode and there's tons of other resources out there, though I think that this is a pretty good compilation of a lot of things that you'll probably read you also run the risk of reading bad advice so i would really check on the source of whatever advice you seek especially take anonymous sites like the student doctor network as well as reddit with a grain of salt and this is going to take a variable amount of time i wish i could sit here and tell you x number of hours you need to put into it So, before I go into my own tips for the personal statement, I'll first want to say you have to be careful about reading personal statement samples online. First of all, you can't really take anything from those samples. Your personal statement should be unique and should not sound like anyone else's, and also, I've looked through many of these personal statements because I wanted to know what was out there, and the vast majority of them appear to be generic and extremely low quality, or they're far too personal without actually helping the quality of the application. A lot of them read like a sob story, which which is not appropriate for a personal statement. There are also youtube videos out there that give really bad advice that will conflict with what i'm going to share here it's of course up to you to decide who to listen to but i'd especially caution you if any video provides a template that you have to use or a specific structure for a personal statement, any hacks for the personal statement, because then you're going to end up with a statement that is most certainly going to place you in the, that 90% of average personal statements instead of rising to that top 5% that actually can help your application, which again should be everyone's goal. This episode of Firstline is sponsored by TrueLearn. TrueLearn is an exam prep company best known for their smart banks that turn your weak areas into your strengths. I decided to partner with TrueLearn because it is the only company I trusted for preparation for Comlex Level 1 and Level 2. TrueLearn also has an amazing USMLE smart bank. If you are in your third year, TrueLearn also offers smart banks for shelf exams and Comat shelf exams. Special discount codes can be found in the episode description. Okay, so just in general about a personal statement, you are not going to use this to summarize your CV or your ERAS application. You should instead focus on your character and your motivations and provide details that would add to your application and make whatever program you're applying to want to meet you for an interview. Because the personal statement is all you have in a narrative form that the programs you apply to are going to receive in order to make that decision to invite you to, for an interview. After you get your foot in the door for an interview, then the interview is the most important part of your application. Then. You have that in your control to shape your narrative. But if you're trying to get interviews, you have to get that foot in the door and the personal statement is how you do that. So you really should be interesting enough in your personal statement and be convincing enough to have the program want to interview you, want to learn more about you. I think that's the best perspective to have on this. So you don't want to just meet what you think is needed by their imaginary checklist. You want to convince them that they want to meet you and they want to ask you more questions and they want to ultimately give you a shot at becoming a resident at their program. You have to know that the... People reading through these personal statements, whether it's the program director, the associate program directors, maybe residents and faculty members at the program, they are reading through hundreds of personal statements. So you don't want yours to be generic. You're going to bore them. They're going to skim through very quickly and they're going to toss yours in the reject pile. That's just going to happen. You have to make it interesting, but again, not obnoxious, but interesting that you keep their attention and that it stands out among hundreds of personal statements. When you're thinking about the actual structure to your personal statement, don't worry about staying in chronological order. This is not a CV or your ERAS application. This is a narrative. You can structure it however you want. It's actually better, instead of chronological order, to organize it based off of themes and connecting different experiences you've had not necessarily in order and again it doesn't have to be your whole life story you don't have to start from childhood and you also don't need to explain again why you decided to become a doctor unless it directly relates to your specialty and i know it's very common to do this and very tempting to do this but don't use your medical school application essay personal statement as the first draft of your residency personal statement because you should hopefully be a much different person with new aspirations, new experiences, and development of qualities that you gained during medical school and you want to focus on that. You definitely do not want your personal statement to read like medical school application personal statement. You are instead asking for a job and you're asking to have an opportunity to train in a certain specialty and you're going to get paid for this experience. So it's more of a job and it's more about your characters and qualities matching up with a certain specialty. It's very different than the scope of asking essentially to become a medical student. You're focusing a lot more on academics and why you want to become a doctor in more of general terms. So it's just a very different essay. You have to acknowledge that. You can, however, take a look at that essay from Medical School applications in order to remind yourself why you started this journey in the first place and help you reflect on how you started and where you are now and kind of reflect on how you changed your mind about certain things and then you can identify different experiences that helped shape that. So that's, that's what I did personally. But I didn't use any phrasing or any sentences from that statement. I am now providing personalized assistance specifically to medical students. I can help with editing your CV for away rotations or other opportunities. I can aid in revisions for your personal statement. And when the time comes, I can help you edit your ERAS application. I am uniquely positioned to help you as someone who has been through this process myself in the last year or two and as someone with professional writing and editing experience. In addition to listening to my past episodes with tips on navigating applications, use the link in this episode description to learn more about the services I offer for individualized help. So, the overarching purpose of the personal statement is telling who you are and trying to convince the program to want to interview you but what that looks like is the vast majority of your personal statement should be telling the story of why you're interested in your specialty and that should be the center really of the personal statement if you're dual applying, that's going to mean that you're going to have two or more separate personal statements. You should not be using a generic personal statement for multiple specialties that you're applying to. Because that is a very easy way to get you filtered out. Even if you're not completely committed to one specialty, you still want to make a statement that shows that you are. But you have to really tap into why you really love that specialty for each of the specialties you're applying to. And you want to tie that story to experiences that you've had and also your career aspirations. So that's going to be a balance of talking about the past and also speaking about the future. Instead of one or the other, you don't want to focus too much on the past or too much on the future. You want to really connect them together. A major mistake I see is when a personal statement is too generic. So make sure that if if someone who knows you read your statement, they should know that it was written by you versus someone else. It has to be very clear that you are the only one that could write this statement. If you think someone else could have written this statement, it's not personal enough. You need to add more specific experiences and less of things that you think that the program would want to hear that's a major mistake that's super common and you have to have a great balance between showing the best of yourself and feeling comfortable explaining why you're a good candidate for residency but also not overselling yourself or inflating your experiences because that can easily come across as too much and being overconfident, and being pompous, and someone that, you know, people wouldn't want to work with. So they're not going to invite you to an interview because they don't want to work with someone who is very conceited and overconfident. So it's really hard to strike this balance, and that comes across in the tone of your personal statement, and then it really helps to get someone else to read it, and someone who, someone with an eye for that, that they can They can give you their perspective because it's going to be from an outside perspective if you're coming across that way with your tone. Okay, so in particular, the first sentence has to catch the reader's attention. Make sure that the first paragraph is enticing enough to get the reader to want to read the rest of it because. Often, they may stop after the first paragraph in the screening process. Make them want to read more of your personal statement and make them want to interview you. Make sure you clearly state the specialty you're applying for in the first few sentences, with very few exceptions to this. You're including why you want to do a specialty, you're including kind of your story, and... Uh, where you see yourself um, in the future and why you'd make a good resident and what you're looking for in a residency. So it's hard to do this in a narrative style without it sounding like you're just answering a bunch of individual questions. It's hard to make it coherent and connected with each other. So a lot of times you're going to have a specific overarching theme to your personal statement. And some of the great ones that I've seen make a connection between a hobby or a personal interest or maybe an experience before medical school or an experience completely unrelated to medical school, and they connect that with their specialty of choice and how they decided on their specialty. So it brings something seemingly outside of medicine to medicine. And those, those do very well. And you, you can use a lot of symbolism and metaphors with this. And you can get very creative with it. And it can be very interesting to read. So that's just an example of what you can do with a personal statement. And obviously, that's going to be very different for individuals. And so you really, when you're drafting your personal statement, you really do want to reflect on not only your medical pursuits, but you want to reflect on really who you are and what other experiences and what other qualities you have that seem unrelated and try to relate them together in order to make this very personal picture of who you are in narrative form. And when you're talking about your specialty of choice, don't ever mention salary or work-life balance as a reason for choosing your intended specialty. You should instead demonstrate a passion for one the subject matter so the bread and butter as well as you have specific interests within the specialty too and then two the patient population so you have to really have both like in family medicine you want to show that you like the bread and butter of diabetes management and hypertension and upper respiratory infections and maybe you want to express your specific interest in doing primary care mental health or sports medicine or palliative care. Then you want to say what you love about the patient population. Maybe you love treating the underserved. You love treating rural populations. And why? And you have to explain that and connect that to your experiences and who you are. So I think you need all of those things. Don't talk generically about the specialty. Know your audience The reader is going to be someone already in the specialty you're applying to, so you don't have to lecture them about something that the specialty involves. Focus instead of on your own personal motivations. Link it to your own experience and who you are. If you can, comment on the art of the specialty too and find meaning beyond the more practical outside view of the specialty. psychiatry that's performing um, psychotherapy or doing motivational interviewing and focusing on more of that humanistic aspect. So you want to focus on the subjective and the objective of the specialty you're applying to. Name a few things that you're specifically interested in. Like, for example, for me, in my psychiatry personal statement, I express my interest in women's mental health and reproductive psychiatry because it is a subspecialty that I've had some exposure to and I've been exploring I'm not completely committed to it because I have whole four years of residency to refine my interest through experience and continued learning but it's just something that specifically in psychiatry I could see myself doing and so I mentioned that in my personal statement in addition to loving the bread and butter psychiatry. Subspecialty interests may be helpful for certain programs that also offer these opportunities, like if they have an in-house fellowship, or emphasize that part of the training. For other programs, they may not have these opportunities, so you may want to modify your personal statement for groups of residency programs, because they might not think you're a good fit since they don't have those opportunities available. So you can definitely alter your personal statement to fit a program so that you seem like a better fit. This may be helpful, especially when you're applying to a mix of academic and community programs. Maybe for those academic programs, you want to talk a little bit more about your interest in doing research or teaching. And then with those community programs, you can focus more about interacting with the community and having a little bit more full spectrum training and being really focused on patient care and maybe more quality improvement research. A lot of times, Applicants want to include information about a patient who influenced their interest. And this is fine to do. I saw a few YouTube videos that say you have to do this, you don't have to do this. And you really shouldn't do this unless it's compelling. Unless it relates to your overall narrative. I included one in my personal statement. This should not be... Any more than one to two sentences. You are not writing a case report. You are not doing a patient presentation or a patient write-up. You're not writing a clinical note. So don't include their whole backstory, their full HPI. We don't need to know that. Just say, I saw this man in the family medicine clinic and he impacted me because blank. If you have to share what his diagnosis was, then go ahead. If it's relevant, maybe include his treatment, but you usually don't need to include much details at all. You certainly don't have to include elements of the HPI. Only include what is absolutely relevant to express why this patient impacted you so much. No one wants to read a whole paragraph about the details of a patient encounter. Focus on the significance of that interaction because. If you're including too much, there's a lot of room for error. I've seen a lot of personal statements. They make it seem like you were the reason that this patient had, had a good outcome. Medical students have very little impact on patient care. Maybe from a more subjective point of view that they provide some of the support. Maybe you even pointed out a mistake that was going to be made um, and you prevented an adverse outcome. That's fantastic. But if you're taking too much credit for patient care as a medical student in your personal statement, a residency is going to think that, again, you're overconfident. You are giving yourself way too much credit. You're not going to be humble and teachable, really. They want someone that's teachable. They want someone who, yeah, has initiative and is assertive and will deliver really good patient care and communicate well, but they don't want someone who is going to take credit for things, uh, not ask for help because they're overconfident. So there's a lot of room that can go wrong. Make sure you have someone read your personal statement, especially if you include anything about a patient. So now this episode is between 20 and 30 minutes and I've gotten through about half of what I wanted to say. So this is actually going to be a two-part series of two episodes. Since I took a lot of time in this episode talking about why personal statements are so important and then some of the big mistakes that people make with personal statements, the next episode is going to focus more on tips for writing your personal statement, how to get started, and more of the tangible advice, like how to make sure that your personal statement is less than a page. Uh, That episode will come out next week. You can follow Firstline on Instagram at Firstline Podcast or on Facebook, facebook.com slash Firstline Podcast. Stay tuned for a new episode every Monday. Oh, oh,